Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Well, happy Wednesday. You are tuned into Empowerment Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Friedman Schaub. How she says it so nicely. I love it. And uh, well, basically, today we are talking about that what so many are struggling with. So many that have been like me, relying heavily on their intellect, on their rational minds, on the answers that come from the head to navigate through life. And then you wake up and you have a bad hair day. You wake up and you feel like the whole world somehow is bad or you feel the people in your life are not respecting you or they are against you or you feel that this is going to be one of those days where everything's going to be wrong or you are with a client and then five minutes into your meeting you realize that this client is pushing a button a button that has been there for a long time maybe your father or your mother had installed this button maybe there was little doubt in a question this client was asking or maybe you felt like the client wasn't fully taking you serious and boom you feel the emotions rising they are erupting like little volcanoes inside of you and all your just being together demeanor all that sense of feeling in charge completely disappears because your emotions have taken over And once the emotion take over, it's a skip and a hop down into a pit of fear, of stress, of anger, of maybe feeling ashamed and guilty, you name it. Now, the interesting thing about emotions is that they are not only extremely powerful when it comes to taking our attention. I mean, we feel emotions. Sometimes, you know, you could say emotions are really uh, stronger than a toothache because they can be all-consuming. You cannot really compartmentalize. The problem is also that they make the reality on how you see it completely distorted. They are the major filters of your mind. I mean, how many times have you had the opposite, that you were feeling really positive, maybe newly in love, maybe you just got a raise at work and Everything is sunshine and butterflies and unicorns and all feels great. Well, and then the people around you that live pretty much in the same life, they feel completely different because their filter may have been a filter of half glass empty or never really get anywhere. And and that is how their emotions have clouded their experience of life and their reality. So the point is that the emotions are so powerful and unfortunately no one seems to 
teach us on how to deal with emotions. Well, I don't know. My parents never talked about it. Besides maybe, you know, boys don't cry. We boys have heard that many times or that you have to pull yourself together or, you know, you don't have to be so upset. And now we are told basically to suppress our emotions and not really feel them or not really show them at least to other people. Now, what happens is, of course, as you are suppressing your emotions and you're learning that you're only acceptable if you're rather unemotional or at least, you know, feeling like happy, but don't show anything else, uh, they are piling up. They become, you know, somehow the baggage that we are carrying around. And just like a pressure cooker or a bathtub, we just feel like at some point we are so filled that there's just a little tiny trigger necessary for the overflow, for the eruption to happen. So suppressing doesn't really help. So how come that no one ever shows us how to deal and control emotions? And is it even possible? Now, a study that came out in the Journal of Neurosciences showed that you can actually train yourself to be in control of your emotions. Doesn't that sound fabulous? Now, keep in mind, controlling emotions doesn't mean at all that you're Again, suppressing them, not feeling anything, ignoring it. Controlling your emotions means that you are able to acknowledge your feelings and then ideally also respond to them. Notice where they come from, notice what they actually mean, and then go about either addressing that what causes them or continuing with what you had been focusing on. So that's ideal because your emotions not only are in many ways that fuel that makes life interesting, but they are also very important, um, you know, like say messengers from the inside that give you valuable information. Now, how do we do that? Well, in that study, they found that parts of the brain, and I like the brain, but I'm more a mind and conscious, subconscious, higher conscious mind guy. But again, it was very interesting because in that study, they found that part of the brains that are using emotional control and are using the short-term memory, that those parts are kind of overlapping. In other words, if you are practicing something in terms of short-term memory, whether it's like, um, you know, uh, remembering what you wanted to buy in the store, even though you forgot your, your shopping list, or maybe you were in the midst of doing something, you got interrupted, and then you remember the train of thought that you were on before. That's all short-term memory or working memory. So what the scientists found, if, if you train that, just like by little memory training games, and you are, while you're training this, for example, exposed to violent images or disturbing words, eventually your mind is able then to control any other triggers or inputs in ways that you can acknowledge it, but you can still continue with whatever task you have been doing. And of course, there was a control group that just played around, didn't train their memory, and they were much more affected by the test where they were showing movies or uh, any kind of images that were more stress-evoking. So in other words, it is possible for our mind to be so well-trained, that we are aware of our emotions, but we can 
direct our mind to address them and to respond to them rather than to let them take over or react to them. Now, I don't believe necessarily that doing memory games will make you completely zen and an emotional control, but I believe there are other ways that we can really work with our emotions. And one of those ways is the so-called pattern interrupt. And what that basically means is that you are noticing, I'm going down into an emotional pattern. I had a client today who has a pattern of getting upset and angry when someone is pushing her. And so that pattern interrupt for her gives her the chance when she notices already she gets tense or her eyes are starting to roll or she feels like that she is about to say something maybe hurtful or lashing out. She can now stop that pattern by recognizing, okay, I'm going down in that spiral. So instead, I'm redirecting my mind to maybe taking a deep breath in or I'm redirecting my mind by excusing myself and saying, you know what, I'm just going to go for a quick walk around the block and then I'm going to feel better. Or other ways can be that you do actually roll your eyes up to the top of your head because what happens is that you are further away from your emotions, are more connecting to your visual center, which is more the unemotional center of your brain, and therefore you are creating a disruption of that spiral and also a safe distance from that emotional overload. So there are many things, drinking a glass of cold water, breathing only through your left nostril, wonderful, wonderful ways of interrupting the pattern. And when you do this often enough, you will learn that your emotions no longer have to take over, but your emotions can actually be something that you are using to navigate better through life without losing traction. Now, today's guest is an expert on one of those, I believe, most effective pattern interrupts and also ways to deal and control the emotions that we have been maybe struggling with, which is EFT or emotional freedom technique. His name is Dawson Church. He's the editor of Energy Psychology Theory, Research and Treatment. It's a peer-reviewed professional journal, and he is also the founder of EFTUniverse.com. So after the break, I will invite Dawson to come on and we will talk about EFT, what it is, what it does, and you will have the chance to also call in and have a sample session with him. So if you want to know what it can do for you to use this fabulous technique to just get out of this emotional spiral, to no longer feel held hostage by your emotions, call in and the call-in number is 888-418-6890. That's again, 888-418-6890. We will be right back. Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub for Empowerment Radio and learn breakthrough solutions to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. Tune in the first and third Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific to Empowerment Radio with host Dr. Friedemann Schaub on Transformation Talk Radio. 
Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com to learn more. Known for his keen sense of humor, contagious smile, and extensive esoteric wisdom, EJ translates deep spiritual wisdom into practical advice to empower you to live your happiest, most fulfilled experience. Mystic Living Radio, deep spiritual wisdom, practical advice with EJ, Eliyahu Jihan. This hit show delivers profound experiences for all who want to live life to their deepest desires. Tune in monthly for Mystic Living Radio. Learn more by visiting vitaltransformation.org. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit glennarice.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Talk Radio. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Tune in to the Psychic Professors Show, The Voices of Spirit Radio, with international medium and spirit artist Dr. Susan Barnes on Transformation Talk Radio, featuring a variety of spiritual topics such as psychic art, spiritualism, EVP, psychic development, and mediumship. This hit call-in show provides listeners with breakthrough wisdom to enliven and enlighten their lives. Visit spiritartgallery.net for show days and times. Well, welcome back to Empowerment Radio, and I am here with my wonderful guest, Dawson Church, and uh, I don't believe that on Empowerment Radio I have ever talked about EFT or energy psychology, even though I am using it and helping to uh, teach it to my clients so that they have another wonderful and effective tool in their toolbox, but Dawson will talk much more about it because he is the expert. So Dawson, thank you so much for hopping on the show today. It is so good to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you and I have met a long time ago, and it was so really uh, interesting how our paths have been crossing again. And so, uh, yeah, it's certainly that I can see you and I have been following 
our passion and uh, and our purpose and uh, you have found eftuniverse.com and a fabulous website a great resource by the way for anyone to to find out more about this tool but let let's talk about eft because a lot of people may not even know what it is so can you explain it i certainly can and it fits right into what you were saying earlier Friedemann, about the uh the importance of emotional regulation. And I, I think emotional regulation actually is the key to happiness. Because if you can regulate your emotions, then good things happen, bad things happen. And whatever happens in the course of your life, you have the ability to make choices and be wise about what you do. You aren't being, your, your behavior isn't being determined by your emotions. Your thoughts aren't being determined by your emotions. And once you have that, you have emotional freedom. And emotional freedom techniques is simply a combination of elements of cognitive therapy, exposure therapy, along with acupressure. And so we expose the exposure therapy part in EFT is that we focus on what's bothering you. And that may seem like an obvious thing to do, but most of us spend most of our time trying to avoid what's bothering us. We, you know, if we feel pain, we want the pain to go away. If we feel emotional upset, we want to feel calm. And so most of us would rather not think about the bad things in our lives or feel the bad physical sensations in our bodies. And EFT actually so has hold you... On. So yeah. are you saying that you can do with EFT both emotional and physical pain? Yes. In fact, I'm working now on a meta-analysis of EFT for physical complaints, things like fibromyalgia and psoriasis, physical pain, cravings, and so on. And there are about 30 studies in this meta-analysis, and we're, we're showing that EFT has a massive treatment effect on physical uh, ailments as well as emotional ones. Because when you feel... I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I was doing a presentation on EFT many years ago, and there were about maybe 60 people in the room, and I worked with several people on their problems. And one guy in the room, and again, I was very new to EFT then, one guy in the room had a broken leg, and he hobbled in on crutches. He'd broken his leg in a car crash two weeks before. And whenever I wanted to volunteer, this guy would raise his one hand, kind of balancing himself on his crutches. And I thought, Friedman, I thought there's no way that a psychological method like EFT can work on something like a broken leg that's two weeks old. You know, the guy said he had an eight out of 10 pain level in uh -huh. his broken leg. And I thought, well, there's no way, out. I don't want, to, don't want to work with this guy because it's a physical complaint. But this guy was so enthusiastic. He was kept raising his hand when they asked for volunteers. So eventually I said, okay, let's see. I didn't think I'd have much effect. But as I began to do EFT with this guy, it turned out there were all kinds of emotional layers to his broken leg. He was, he was afraid his leg wouldn't heal. He was afraid that he'd have pain for a long time. He was mm. angry at the other driver, the driver of the other car that hit him. He was angry at his wife because he said his wife made him drive that day and he didn't want to go on that particular trip. So there was uh -huh. all this emotion. And again, that boiled down to in his childhood. People made him do things he didn't want to do, his parents, the teachers. So we did EFT on all of this stuff. And eventually, his pain went from an 8 out of 10 to a 2 out of 10. So that was the that was the emotional component of physical pain. And in various studies, other studies, there are many studies of EFT for pain now, we find that pain drops by about two-thirds when you use EFT. So absolutely, emotions are a huge part of our physical complaints. I'll just use one, one other example. A study, two actually two studies, one found that adrenaline, your main 
hormone, you secrete in response to emotion, you secrete, emo- you secrete adrenaline and cortisol. Adrenaline mm. literally blocks the the expression of a gene that codes for an enzyme that kills cancer cells. And so when you have high emotion, when you're thinking those, remembering the car crash or in the middle of a stressful situation, that that adrenaline literally blocks the action of this enzyme that, that allows your body to identify and kill cancer cells. So that is having a, a marked effect on your physical body. There are not just one study, there are dozens of studies now that show that emotion produces high hormones like adrenaline and cortisol. Those high hormones, high levels of those hormones have a a huge effect on you physiologically. So absolutely, emotions are physiological. They're not just psychological. Very much so. I can completely, I mean, you know, there are studies that say that stress is these days the bigger or the biggest component when it comes to developing illnesses. I mean, 70% of of doctor visits, and this is not just because people feel emotionally bad, but actually because they have physical uh, ailments, are stress and anxiety related. So, yeah, I I totally see that as you know something that needs to be addressed, which uh, is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about these methods like EFT, because they are in some ways simple. Wouldn't you agree? Very, very simple. And what they all have in common is they all involve physical soothing. So yoga works that way. Qigong works that way. Tai Chi, mindfulness, all of the like breathing, uh, heart math, all of these things use physical stimulus. So with EFT, we remember the bad thing, remember the car crash, remember the childhood bullying, whatever it might be. We remember the bad thing. That's the exposure part. We frame that then with a statement of self-acceptance. We say, even though I had the car crash, even though my big brother beat me up, whatever it might have been, I love and accept myself. So we move into self-love, and that's the frame through which we see the event as we apply acupressure. And this is a short form of EFT, which uses seven acupressure points, a long form that uses 12 acupressure points. Both of them, research shows, are tremendously effective for anxiety, for depression, for PTSD, for phobias, as well as for physical complaints. So that's the magic ingredient, is that physical stimulation of those seven to 12 acupressure points. Now, uh, how did this come about? I mean, who who came up with that? The acupressure points are have been known about for many, many years. We have evidence showing, in one of my books I talk about this, I, I talk about the studies showing that they've been known in, in the Orient, at least for over 2,000 years. They've actually been known, acupuncture has been known in Western Europe for over 5,000 years, we now know. So they've been used, these points have been used by human beings for healing for literally thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And then they've been used not just in the form of needling, but also in the form of pressure or tapping on the point. So if you go for a shiatsu massage in Japan, they'll apply pressure to those points. Qigong uses tapping on the points, usually with the knuckles. With acupressure, we usually use our thumbs to stimulate these points. So they've been known for a long time, but only in the 1970s did they start to be used by pioneers, like there was a chiropractor called John Diamond, there was a psychiatrist, and they began to experiment with using these in in the modern era. So in the 70s, these methods were developed applying acupressure to both psychological and physical symptoms, and then the research really got 
going in earnest around 2000. We, there are now over 100 studies of EFT, and it shows that it's effective for all these these methods. So it, it was first it was first really popularized in the 1970s by a clinical psychologist called Roger Callahan, and he was really the, kind of the modern the modern instigator of using acupressure for psychological and physical complaints. And wasn't there like a story of, um, I believe also was the psychiatrist who also was uh, using um, acupuncture who had a phobia of water after an almost mm -hmm. drowning incident and then yes. he used those points and then basically he found like, wow, if I'm just using these few points, because there are so many meridians and so many acupressure and acupuncture points, I mean, he kind of figured out a few that really are making a difference. So wasn't he kind of also a pioneer of EFT? Yes, that was Roger Callahan, and he used it. His first patient, he actually, he actually was trying all kinds of approaches with a patient called Mary, and Mary had a lifelong phobia of water, and uh, he ha he was treating her at, at his house. And he had, had a pool. She couldn't go near the pool. She was afraid of the pool, and none of the methods he was trying with her worked. He tried all kinds of other psychology methods, and he'd read about acupressure, so one day he asked her to tap with her fingertips, stimulate this one point. It's actually on the stomach meridian, which has to do with fear. He just was pretty much at, at, at his wit's end. And he had her do this this one point, and she phoned him that, that evening and said, my fear of water is gone. And it's like mm -hmm. this lifetime phobia of water is gone. She came back to his house for another, another session. They did the acupressure again. She then walked right up to the pool, stuck her feet in, no, no phobia at all. Uh, EFT, there are now three randomized controlled trials showing that usually between 15 and 45 minutes of EFT is sufficient to totally remove fear of flying, uh, acupressure, uh, acrophobia, agoraphobia, claustrophobia, all of these phobias are, are, are easily treated with EFT in, in a single session. That doesn't mean that EFT will work for everything in one session, but it does work with phobias usually in one session. Now, there was, of course, also Gary Craig, who I think coined the name EFT, didn't he? And yes. uh, so we will talk more about that. And again, if you, after the break, are interested in having a session, why not? If you are struggling with anything that you feel like nothing really helped, you have a phobia, you have some fear, you have an ailment, call in with the expert, Dawson Church, 888-418-6890 and see how EFT can help you. So we will be right back. insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin, walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit thelightedones.com. 
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Emotional freedom. I mean, freedom is anyhow a word I love. It's definitely a value that is very important to me. Uh, But emotional freedom technique. Isn't it great that there is a technique to have emotional freedom? A technique that is so simple, but at the same time so effective because it does connect the mind and the body and probably something more deep inside us and brings it all much more into a flow and harmony. Now, Dawson, uh, tell us a little bit about that, uh, those points, the technique, so, you know, for people to get a feel for it. And also maybe you can uh, offer your special gift, which is actually including a manual on the EFT. Sure. I'd be happy to do both those things and yeah we'll give people a link where they can download the free EFT mini manual and try it themselves and really freedom on just trying it yourself one time is what it takes like when I first heard about EFT I heard about it from, from a gestalt therapist friend of mine he said he was having a lot of success with PTSD and sports performance and other issues in his clients and I was I was thinking wow can one technique really be effective I was pretty skeptical of it, but then I tried it myself again just the first time, and I found a big reduction in my anxiety level around a particular event that I was really worried about. And so, uh, trying it yourself is the crucial thing. We can talk about EFT, we can talk about stress reduction all day long, but unless you actually use these <laughs> techniques, they can't help you. So, the crucial thing is to download that mini manual and actually try EFT yourself, and you'll feel in your body 
what it does. And there are seven key acupressure points, and they're the end points of the acupuncture meridians. And so there are over 300 acupuncture points, but they run in lines throughout your body. One of the cool things is that these lines and these points are described in this 2,000-year-old Chinese text called the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Internal Medicine. And so there's these diagrams showing where these energy flows are in your body, where the points are. Mm. But I now, when I'm doing live workshops, I take a little electronic device called the skin galvanometer, which measures the amount of charge on your skin. I run it over people's skin and we can measure exactly where these points are. The galvanometer emits a, a, a small beep, and when it finds a point of high conductivity on the skin, it beeps much, much louder. And so we now, with modern instrumentation, can identify these points. They turn out to be exactly where these ancient energy masters drew them 2,000 years ago. So these are the end points of energy meridians, and tapping them or rubbing them produces a shift in people's physiology. When they remember a bad event and they then tap, usually their level of psychological triggering goes way down. And these aren't, these aren't small events. I mean, like one guy, I described a story in the EFT manual. He, his best friend was killed in Vietnam. And for 40 years since Vietnam, he'd had flashbacks and nightmares, intrusive thoughts about that event. He was hypervigilant, had a lot of medical symptoms. After his first EFT session, he said to his therapist, he said, I had my first full night's sleep last night since Vietnam 40 years ago. Mm. And he described this event where his, he, this terrible event where he'd been on patrol with his best friend in Vietnam. And they went on patrol every day. He always were, walked on the left, and his best friend always walked on the right. But that particular day, he was walking on the right. His, le his best friend was on, 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 the, on the left. They switched sides for some unknown reason, and his friend was killed by a shot in the head. So he'd mm. had this terrible guilt, survivor's guilt, for 40 years, huge amount of PTSD symptoms. And when he tapped with his therapist on that one memory, he suddenly had an epiphany. He said, I just realized that just the way I wish I died in his place, I know he would have been willing to die for me. And that one insight changed, flipped the whole way he thought about the event. He recovered quickly from his PTSD. Research shows, randomized controlled trials of EFT show that 90% of veterans recover from, EF, from PTSD with EFT. 10% don't. It's not a perfect method. Not, no method is. But for 9 out of 10 veterans, it results in permanent reduction in those symptoms. So it's, it's potent to use these acupressure points and apply this to our our negative emotional memories, it's able to I freeze. can definitely attest to that, uh, having it used myself and also one of my very good friends who used to be afraid of uh, riding his horse and uh, he mm. used EFT and uh, since ever he is using it, he doesn't have that fear anymore. He just feels very calm and we all know if you are someone who is uh, riding horses, you have to better be calm on your horse because your horse feels and you know it takes on this tension. Now we have a caller uh, who is uh, from Seattle and uh, it sounds like Howard is on the line. Welcome Howard. Hey, hi, thanks for taking my call. Oh yeah, our pleasure, thank you for calling back. Now you have a question or you would like to have a session with Dawson? Um, could be both. Um, 
the question is how effective does tapping or is tapping for dealing with um, the depression? And I and I ask that because I've been I'm an older man and I've been dealing with circumstances that that in my that how it occurs for me is just being depressed and that's a heaviness uh, along with some resignation about my life. And so how do you, can, can tapping work for depression? Yes, and the way to apply it for depression is that you want to get as specific as possible to what's bothering you and go as early as possible, Howard. So tapping on just the general problem and phrase of depression isn't likely to have much effect. But if you, if you, if you think about things that, that circumstances, life circumstances that depress you, these, these might be in your, your, your realm of money or relationships or health or whatever it might be, but think about exactly what it is that's triggering those heavy feelings right now. And then usually we don't tap on those. We go back earlier. And what we find is that people's current situations are almost always a replay of early situations. And we, we very, very seldom do we work on issues with people in, that they have in, the, in their current lives. We trace those feelings back to early experiences. For example, the person who had many experiences of betrayal or not being appreciated or not being valued in, 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 their, in, their, in their early life will then tend to perpetuate those patterns endlessly in their current adult relationships. And so they'll come to you complaining of that issue now and how it's showing up in their lives now. Trace it back. It's almost always a replay of an early life experience. And if you work on that early life experience, then one of the, the wonderful things about EFT is that the current life experiences are are resolved right away. One lady, for example, had an issue in one of our live workshops. She was really um, anguished because there was a male colleague of hers at work who was disrespectful toward her. And she was really angry at him. She was thinking of initiating a complaint against him through human resources department. Uh, she felt he was, he was dismissive of her. He was basically... Uh, saying things that were hurtful and harmful toward her, and so she had a lot of anger toward him. And actually another practitioner, an EFT practitioner, worked with her on her anger toward the man, and the anger went way, way, way down. But the next day, it was, it was back. So I worked on her that second day, not on her anger toward her colleague, but we did some digging and found a similar event that happened in her early childhood, where somebody had been really disrespectful toward her. So we tapped on that and at EFT on the early childhood event, and that went down to a zero. What then happened was all of her, I, I said, that, well, let's, let's, let's talk now about your, your colleague at work. She said, well, you know, I, I actually have a lot of compassion for this guy. He, is, uh, he may lose his job because he's so ineffective at his, at his work. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's kind of a loser. He's a sad guy. Uh, I realized that his acting out toward me is because he's really having a hard time in his life. And so her picture of the problem completely mm. changed. She flipped mm. compassion for him once she resolved her emotions around her early childhood events. That's why we always work early, if at all possible, and we don't work on the adult events. And when we, when we successfully are able to treat the early childhood patterns, then all the replays we're doing, those replays you're, you're having in your life right now, Howard, are just there to draw your attention to the early childhood wounding and have you heal that. When you heal that, usually all the downstream stuff 
just goes away in terms of emotional intensity. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. When you say early childhood, um, you know, when I think of early childhood, I think of like 3 to 8 to 10, but I also had some stuff go on in my early 20s that impacted me deeply, too. So could that, I mean, could those kind of experiences be just not, I guess, is the early childhood, is it necessarily just childhood stuff, or could it be later in life? It tends, if I can work with somebody on an event that happened when they were three, and if I have a choice between that event and an event at 20, I'll work on the one when they were three almost always. Now, occasionally, there's what's called single-incident PTSD, where people have some bad thing happen to them in their adult life. Maybe they had a terrible divorce at the age of 25. Maybe they had a, a, a car crash at the age of 29. So people may have those those bad things in their 20s. But usually, it's it's early. Just you know, one lady, for example, I worked with. She she was really angry at her husband. And she said that uh, her, she was in her late 20s. She said, you know, my husband just doesn't do his fair share of the housework. I'm, I'm angry at him, and I'm thinking of getting divorced. And we, we then honed in on one particular thing he did actually with a dish sponge. That really, really triggered her. And uh, so she was, she was angry at her husband, thinking of getting divorced. They'd been married maybe seven or eight years. And so I asked her to tune into her body, see where those feelings were held in her body, and then work with those feelings, and the earliest time she remembered that same physical sensation. And she said, well, the earliest time I remember was being three or four years old, and um, I was raised in Bulgaria, in Eastern Europe, and in Bulgaria, the men used to do very little, the women did everything. And so I remember my father and my uncles sitting around, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. My mother did everything, and the women had to do everything. My aunts had to take care of the family and money and everything. And she was so angry about that from her early childhood. So we tapped, we did EFT on those early childhood memories. And then I said to her, so tell me now about your husband and the, and the housework. And she sat there with a kind of a stunned look on her face for a few moments. And then she said, I ride him so hard. I am so unreasonable. He's doing everything he can to please me. And it's never enough for me. And she burst into tears. I mean, she was so upset when she realized that this was all an expression of her early childhood wounding and that she was just reenacting it now in her adulthood. So when we dig, it's almost always the past. And the mm. experience happening now in your life is just a reminder. It's just a way of life bringing it to your attention. You need to heal. So that's usually why we go, go deep, why we go early. And that's where we find the most successful treatments occur. Now, Howard, do you have a feeling that what happened in the twin in your twenties was maybe a reoccurrence or linked to what happened early in your life? I, as you were sharing with me, I thought of an incident when I was a young boy. Um, my mom stopped talking to me for a couple of months. It seemed like, and and I, I don't you. know how I pardon me to punish, yeah, to punish you, me. Or... right, right, and and there was something about that I wasn't acknowledged. It was as if I didn't exist for her, and right. ultimately she, she thought out, and I felt this tremendous relief for me that I was being talked to again. But I keep going back to that, from time to time I keep going to that memory, um, and it, it seems to have played out in later times because I noticed there's been groups that I've been in or whatever it is, and I don't get acknowledged. Right. And right. it's upsetting, it's, um, you know, it's upsetting, it's, it's 
you know, it's, I feel a little betrayed. Not a little, little betrayed, but so yeah. There's some. There's been so there. I, I don't. So in the twenties, there was a, a a group that I was a part of, and I had to leave because it wasn't because I wanted to leave. It was I was fired, and but it was not a final termination. And that was another big thing too. But those are the two things that have two two memories that from time to time come up for me. Now, do you believe that there is also some kind of a limiting belief about yourself at play that you may not be oh. good enough or that you may oh, yeah. not you know, be lovable or deserve to be acknowledged and that you know that is also a belief that may have strung through your entire life yeah i think so it's you know my I've, it's affected me in having in my ability to have relationships successful relationships that's for sure so, Dawson, yeah. how do you deal with limiting beliefs? I mean, you know, going back to the childhood where the core is, the root of the limiting belief is certainly, you know, very effective. But is there also something you can do to replace a limiting belief with a more empowering belief? We usually use limiting beliefs like, I'm not good enough, uh, I'm not worthy of attention, whatever it might be, I don't feel acknowledged, those were... Howard's exact words, and I usually write down people's exact words because they're the way that person's brain processes information. Right. And we usually use those to test. We test our, our work. So how strongly do you believe that? We'll get their, the strength of their belief on a scale of zero to ten. Now, this is a, a scale in psychology called validity of cognition, which is just a big word for strength of belief. How strongly do you believe that? But those core beliefs did not begin as beliefs. They began as events. So okay. again, Howard, your mom gave you the silent treatment for a couple of months when you were, uh, was that around the age of three, did you say? How old were you then? No, I was, interestingly enough, I was, I was about um, eight years old. And it's, 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 I don't know what happened, but the interesting thing is, is that uh, in, in eight, eight or nine years ago, my dad passed. And my mom and I had a big blowout fight that night and it's some it, it was as if she said to me there was I'm not talking to you again and and we had one conversation after that but since that time we've had no conversations and I've actually I've tried to clear that and it's <laughs> it hasn't worked and it's it's still it's It's affected me, and so it's it's interesting that that the replay that you talked about it's actually occurring again. Mm. Yeah, and, and so for example, when a romantic partner doesn't listen or appears to ignore you, then you might take it as a personal affront and feel bad. But you know that that person might just be wrapped up in their own thoughts. I know I, I have that particular issue in, in my marriage, and. Um, When I was first with my wife, I used to get so annoyed when I thought she wasn't listening. Then I realized it's just my issue. It's just that, that I, I didn't get, get hurt as a child. And so mm. um, you know, she might have just been making a shopping list in her mind. She may have been trying to think about what, what to do in her day. It had nothing to do with me, but I was making it so personal. I was making it about me, and it wasn't about me. It wasn't personal. And so in that way, we cement these old behaviors and old beliefs in our experience over and over and over again. So I'd had, you know, six relationships in my life. All of them I felt as I wasn't being heard. All they were were a recapitulation of my early childhood experience when maybe I wasn't, wasn't heard. So, so uh, 
Howard, you can go for sure to the website that uh, Dawson has uh, offered. It's again, what is it? Dawson's Gift? Dawson Gift. Just my name, D A W S O N, Dawson Gift, G I F T dot com. Download the free mini manual there. And again, Howard, I, I don't need to suffer with depression because research shows that people recover from depression in just a few sessions of EFT. And I'd encourage you, if you can afford it, to use a practitioner. You'll find a list of our certified practitioners on that same website. If not, just use the, the free mini manual. Uh, the full manual costs like $10 on Amazon. I mean, it's really inexpensive to try. And you just work systematically through your memories, one after the other. And uh, you'll find that, again, research shows that most cases of depression lift very, very quickly. If you, if you buy the EFT manual, there's one, one particular uh, part of it I want you to look at. It's by a woman called Carrie Reed, who wrote me a long uh, history of her depression. And, and the, the story in the manual is called Battling a Giant with Really Small Rocks. And she talks about her, her just her lifelong battle with depression, being on antidepressants, all of these things. And then she says, I, I, I learned to tap, and it, depression just felt so much bigger than me. I was like in this inky well mm -hmm. of despair. And, but each time I would tap, it was like throwing, picking up a tiny pedal and throwing them at this giant of depression I had my whole life. And lo and behold, you know, the, the, the little rock hits the giant, a little part of the giant disintegrates. I would tap again a few hours later or a few days later, a bit more of the giant would disappear. And she says, and eventually the giant just was gone, and now I'm free of my, my, my depression. But that story is it's wow. a very moving story from the EFT manual. I'd recommend. So it also shows that you may want to work on it. It's not something that's done immediately in one session. You're just going to peel away the layers but we have another caller so howard thank you so much for calling in and i know we are running a little bit short on time so can thank we you very talk very to much you're so welcome thanks Bless for calling you. thank in. you amy thank you are you life. on the line i am ah I'm wonderful here. amy what can we do for you well i just wanted to share a quick story uh four years ago um my mother had a ganglion cyst on one of her wrists had been there for a while and i had just had a book out on tapping, and I, I showed her the technique. And if I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't have believed it, but she tapped that day. And when I went to visit her the next day, it was gone. Have you ever wow. heard of anything like that? Wow. Is that fear-based Is that fear -based, uh, thought forming a ganglion cyst? Uh, Very possible. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, one doctor has a, there's a case history in the EFT manual of a doctor who uh, gave his one of his elderly patients a flu shot, and the man had an ab reaction. The next day came in, his, his, uh, his, the site of the flu shot had swelled up to the size of an, of an egg. Huge reaction. And this doctor, his name is Chuck Gebhardt, began to tap with the, this man. And he, he says, it's so funny, in, in the manual, uh, he, he writes, nothing in my training in physiology prepared me for what I saw, saw as the thing just went away before his eyes in a few minutes. So it, it's, it's amazing. And what I want to say, too, is that uh, there's a new piece of research on uh, the brain's gamma waves. And we, in, in our research, we're finding that with people with EFT, they have, they have, they have heightened gamma. And in one, uh, one really provocative study with mice, they exposed the mice to gamma 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 brain frequencies. And um, gamma, again, is our highest frequency of our brain waves. And they found that these particular mice had, they, they, were, they were bred to have Alzheimer's, they had amyloid plaques in their brains. They found that in just 45 minutes of gamma, that a half the amyloid plaques in their brains dissolved. 
in that brief time period. So mm. I believe our bodies are capable of rapid healing and that most of the things we suffer from for years and years and years, chronic, chronic issues, are actually can be solved really quickly. We get traumatized in two seconds you know, by a, a bad thing that happens. Why can't we get untraumatized in two seconds? So I'm a real believer in the healing ability of our bodies, our minds, and uh, we, we see miracles happen when we do this work. Now, this is well, also you, something Nick, that I... Thank you, Amy, for sharing this okay. fascinating right, story. And I think this is really something we have to just also acknowledge that uh, the mind-body connection is uh, not only uh, wishful thinking or this idea of mind over matter. It does exist. It is something that's very effective. And uh, I believe that uh, especially allopathic medicine needs to take more advantage of what we can actually learn from the emotions that may be underneath a physical concern and how can we use techniques like EFT or NLP or hypnosis or anything that really helps us to release those emotional charges to accelerate the healing process. And I believe that is something that uh, is the future of medicine. And what I love about techniques like EFT is that they are something we can do on our own. And this is something that is very empowering. For Empowerment Radio, this is exactly what we are looking for. What are the things we can do to take our health back into our own hands and not feel like we have to rely on the experts in the white coats or the pills that are prescribed to us? <laughs> right. They're always there if we need them. But of the course, the defense is, is your emotions. The first thing to do is look at your emotional and spiritual well-being and then use appropriate medical care. Like, you know, I mentioned two-thirds of pain goes away, but, but not all the pain went away. So you may need medication, you may need surgery for the remaining one-third of pain that remains. But don't try and medic, medicalize that or medicate it away because that, that big two-third chunk of those symptoms is emotional. Well, thank you so much, Dawson. The time went by, I know, we just started 10 minutes ago, it felt. So <laughs> thank you. It was such a pleasure to have you and your enthusiasm and your wisdom and your knowledge on the show. I hope we'll, we'll do this again very soon. And, uh, and until next time to Empowerment Radio, try to really begin with EFT, not just because you have uh, big problems, also with little things, little things that may concern you, little things that feel like, you know, that's just not making me as free, as happy, as at peace as I want to be, and then see how it goes. And notice that this is a technique in your toolbox that can really go a long way. So thank you so much for sharing, and uh, we will talk again. And until next time, be well, be empowered, and take good care of yourself. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit the fearandanxietysolution.com.